Round one in the books. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast coming at you ahead of round two. Plenty to take in, plenty to talk tonight before the next week of footy. Ryan Selvage, Tommy Hudson here with you once again to do all of that. And Tommy, how are you feeling after the first week? It was a look, you're probably feeling a little bit better than I am, but you probably still got some calls for concern. Yeah, good day, Ryan. Uh, big round, wasn't it? I thought it was really good quality footy. Um, I think maybe because we were used to watching the trial matches and they probably weren't of the best standard, but round one looked awesome, I thought. Um, Supercoach-wise, pretty good. We'll look at our ranks in a sec, but all in all, I just thought it was a it was a fun way to open the year. Yeah, let's waste no time. You'll see them on your screen now, or for those listening on the podcast, uh, that's probably a good plug for ourselves. If you are listening on the podcast, head on over to YouTube. You can find us there. Just search Supercoach365 uh, on YouTube. That's where you'll find us. Uh, you can subscribe to us there as well. Thumbs up, comments, all of that. If you are listening on the podcast, why not give us a five-star review uh, if you would. But our ranks, as you see them here on your screen, I'll kick us off here. Uh, a score of 1087 last week. So I think that was bang on the average score of the week. I can't be too disappointed. Uh, top 17% overall. And Tommy, you went uh, a little bit better than I did. I'm not too much. 11.57 top four percent i think it's only about 80 points 70 points more than you but yeah about what eighteen thousand ranks so it's clearly it's just round one um that's just the score of an individual player i should say so nothing to get carried away with yet and if you struggle or you got near thousand or below a thousand i wouldn't give up quite yet yeah don't throw the towel in yet and as you say there like my my points difference only uh, 70 behind you, and yeah, it's 18,000 ranks. So it shows you just how close it is after the first week. Uh, speaking of the first week, we'll get into a bit of news now. There was no Nico Hines for round one, and we're reading today on uh, Teamless Tuesday for week two. He won't be there for round two. Can you give us any update of when he will be back? I'm, I'm hearing conflicting reports. It could be round three. It could be round six. Well, Wacko's Whispers, who is well-known in Twitter circles for being a very reliable source, for this sort of info, he goes round five for Nico Hines. So yeah, right. it's not sounding like it's an imminent return. He's not named this week, obviously. So I guess I'm glad, I guess we knew before um, the first round. So we all sort of got him out of our team. But now it's kind of keeping money to the side if we do want to get him back in when he does come back. Yeah, as well as that, though, like I think the Sharks, correct me if I'm wrong, but do they have a buy round six? So much like the Turbo dilemma, or not the dilemma, but the conversation in the preseason was if Turbo wasn't fit for round one, do they hold him for the buy round two, then back round three? We, we could see a similar thing where we don't see Nico Hines till round seven. By that point, he's probably in an extended origin squad. Like, when do we get him to Nico? Yeah, no, you make a good point. The buy is round six. Um, if he is able to make round five, it's a home game against the Warriors, which could be good, but yeah. Warriors were nice the other day, so we can't really make calls on these fixtures just yet. But yeah, like like you say, Origin, you'd have to think he'd be a part of that squad. So he's not an auto-select at this point, but you know, um, if you don't have him, it's a nervous watch as always. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll get into uh, more of the team list focused news as we go game by game, but some of these other key items that come out of uh, the teams today was that Latrell Mitchell, despite uh, concerns of his PCL uh, being torn or at least strained, uh, he will be there for round two. Uh, but some bad news for the Bunnies. Uh, Junior Totola won't be, and neither will Jai Arrow. They've both succumbed to injuries uh, suffered against the Sharks in round one. Yeah, well, I think uh, Latrell, he didn't do a lot to the eye the other night, but he still ended up with a good super coach score. I think he went north of 70, so that was a good start for owners. The four-pack is, I guess, an issue, but perhaps those who own Cam Murray, they're not happy that there's injury, but it just means more work for him. Yeah, of course, and he got through plenty of that. Now, speaking of Latrell and other gun fullbacks, there probably is no bigger gun when fully fit than Tommy Turbo. Uh, look, he scored what looked to be around a 70, and then he updated to a 97, I think it was. You were brave enough to captain him round one. Are you brave enough to hold him now, though? Because Manly have a bye this week, and seeing what we've seen from Turbo and Ruben Garrick particularly as well, there is going to be this want, this need to hold on to these key Manly assets at some point. But they obviously have the bye this week. Uh, do we hold them this week? Knowing that the next six games after the bye are Parramatta Eels at home, so at Brookie. Then away to the Rabbitohs. But then they have some favourable fixtures here against the Knights. 
away to Penrith, home to Storm, away to Tigers. So there's some good fixtures amongst all that, but it's not exactly clear sailing for Manly and Tommy and, and Ruben Garrick for that matter. No, some hard games, and I wouldn't think... I think the other day set up perfectly for them, a nice day game. The dogs were pretty bad, but still, Turbo... He's fixture-proof, and he's proven that over the years that he can go big against anybody. Yep. So I'm keeping him. Um, I, I think also at the price, it's hard to do a straight swap to someone. If you wanted to go to a Latrell-type player, he's about 200K more. So it's hard to sort of go from Turbo to these people unless you have money in the bank. Yeah. So I think you just keep Turbo. It's only for one week. I mean, if you're going to go through the year subbing out players every time there's a buy, you're going to run out of trades pretty quick. Yeah, uh, good point there for those listening on that uh, weren't across our socials on the weekend. I actually made the late move to go from drink water to turbo before that Manly game. I just looked at the conditions at Brookie versus those at Townsville on the weekend. I really don't like doing that. I don't think many super coaches like those mid-round moves, but I just felt the urge and, and the need in the end to go that way and uh, glad I did in the end. Uh, just recapping some of this uh, team news as well, or news around the league. Uh, for the Dragons, some good news. Uh, Talatau Amone has escaped the, well, escaped the arm of the law, firstly, and uh, the, the penalties uh, coinciding with that around the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy as well. So, look, someone who's probably not overly classic relevant at this stage until he puts one or two good scores together. But for draft players, and particularly for the Dragons, good news to have their 5-8th back on deck. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a bit of surprise news. I don't think we thought we'd seen for a while. Um, and I must admit, I already went and checked our league in the draft, and he's, he's under waiver. He's not a free agent. So <laughs> if you want him, you got to go make a bid for him tonight. But uh, look, he might be uh, popular in drafts, but like you said, in classic, not, not yet. Okay, keep an eye on that. Now let's get into the round two previews. We do it for topsport.com.au again this season as we have the last. Uh, you can check out all of these markets at topsport.com.au. If you are having a bet on round two or on Penrith Trots on Thursday night or whatever it may be, please do so responsibly. Uh, first game of the weekend, uh, Thursday night footy, this one from Panthers Stadium uh, again. Uh, we see the Panthers take on the Rabbitohs. Look, probably not too much team news here to come out of uh, the Panthers camp. Uh, the only news is, is Scott Sorensen will miss uh, due to concussion. Matty Eisenhuth comes in, but the question really is around Nathan Cleary for Penrith. Just 51 points uh, in round one, with or 53 I think he updated to in the end after a dubious line break assist, I will say that. Uh, would you look to trade him in round three, knowing they have the buy and that his break even is going to be pretty massive? Uh, if he can't go huge against Souths this weekend? Look, I'll probably hold him. Um, but I, what did you think of his performance the other night? Because I know you don't have him. And obviously yeah. you were sort of happy to see him not do a lot. But I still think, and you'll probably agree, that there was he was close to getting a big score. He nearly went through many times. Yeah, it was a very nervous watch as a non-owner. I think he had the try assist potentially for Liam Martin, who dropped the ball off the kick over the line. Same for Luke Garner. Uh, and then later on in the game, uh, short ball to Luai was brought down literally a centimetre out. So that could have very easily been three more try assists. You do the sums. He's looking at a 110, 120 sort of score. I'm glad I got away with the 53, really, as a non-owner. It was uh, delightful, even after knowing that uh, Jerome Hughes performed pretty poorly against the Eels on Thursday night. Uh, you're holding him, though. That makes sense, particularly knowing that Nico Hines isn't fit. So there's no real rush to get to Nico saying Nico's not there till round five, round six, you're happy to hold on to Cleary? Yeah, I think that's another factor too. Uh, even though Cleary didn't go huge the other day, he's still got to respect his class over the past few years. I suppose as a non-owner, would you be looking to get him in in round four? Or are you happy to sort of wait until his break even will come down? Yeah, again, you asked the question around origin as well. Like, it's going to be a point there. You're going to have a good run at Cleary from round four to 12. I don't know if I can watch him for two months. Not having him. It was it was bad enough for 80 minutes. Uh, you could say the same about Latrell Mitchell, couldn't you? Because he sort of... Look, it wasn't a breakout game for Souths or Latrell against the Sharks. He still managed to put together 73 supercoach points. They didn't even go down their left side. So that tells you that Latrell, uh, he means business again this year. He does. And it's hard to, I guess, watch Souths play and not have anyone. I don't have anybody, especially Latrell, though. He's very... Well, usually uh, integral in their in their attack down the left, especially. Mm. I mean, I think most people set it on Teddy instead of Latrell in that similar price range, but Teddy was disappointing. So maybe the owners will start to come for Latrell shortly. 
yeah, considering there's only 60k difference, and now seeing how we've seen Teddy against the Dolphins, the the greatest club in all of the land, 100% NRL win rate, um, knowing what we know now, there could be an urgency to get to Latrell. I don't think Souths have a buy until round 15. Um, top of my head. So suddenly, look, Latrell, we, it was hard to justify the price, but he's not that far off Teddy. So uh, we will keep an eye on that in the weeks to come. Uh, good news, though, is that he is named to play this week. A watch if he's not. And just looking at the betting here, Penrith, $1.50 favourites at home. South, $2.60. The line, uh, $1.90 each of two, minus 5.5. The Panthers, over under 38.5. So expecting a tight game here like we did see last Friday night, the Panthers and Broncos as well. Yeah, they have a good rivalry, uh, Penrith and South, over the last few years. Probably the two best teams, as in they're always up in that final four in September. I think I'd rather be with South at the plus here. Nice win the other night against the Sharks. Panthers were okay against Brisbane. They just couldn't score. And uh, just touching on their attack, I really do hope we see Sonny Luke a little bit more. Yeah, he was a shining light off the bench. Uh, For South, so just quickly before we move on, the cheapy Isaac Thompson. Shocker of a game. I'm glad I avoided him. Uh, Tane Milne amongst the reserves. So if you're a Thompson holder uh, at that mid-range price, you'd be pretty nervous this weekend. Uh, I think so. Anyway, let's move on to the second game of the round. Look, rarely do we see a game of this quality on a Friday night at 6pm. Of course, I'm talking about the Eels hosting the Sharks. This one, Combank Stadium. Uh, Cheapy Sean Russell, he's back from his suspension. Uh, He takes the place of Isaac Lumi-Lumi on the wing. Um, So he'll be able to see straight this weekend. Sean Russell, uh, winger Bailey Simonson, he's been named as well amongst the reserves. So keep an eye on that. The news out of Parramatta, though, the talking point for us uh, was Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, Plenty said on socials after that performance, there's not much else to say, but how good was he? Uh, Club debut, it was just everything we could have ever uh, hoped for uh, that we ever imagined from an 80-minute to RF. An 84-minute to RF. Anything we hope for and more, 101 points, I think. Yeah. Ridiculous output, isn't it, for, for a lock. Uh, no real attacking stats in there, I don't think. I think he would have the highest base score of anyone we've ever seen, and it was his sort of first proper game with Para. So, yeah, unbelievable, and I'm so glad you kind of helped to talk me into getting him before yeah. a ball was kicked. Yeah, we got up to about 50% owned in the end. Uh, the Sharks, look, the news about the Sharks is uh, obviously Wade Graham heading to the judiciary tonight and the implications that could have. And I guess it shores up the job security for Teague Wilton because that was the question. Would Wade come back onto his favoured left edge? Teague Wilton, I think he was pretty quiet. Um, with, you know, the greatest of respect. They, the Souths did a good job on him, a couple of errors. But he did look a target. Moylan was hitting him short and his game. It's all about being around the ball at the right times. He was there when it mattered. Put the ball down, scored the try. 66 points mm. from Teague Wilton. I'm happy with that in round one. Yeah, that's very solid. And I know people will say, but he scored a try. But that's part of his appeal, to be honest. Uh, even though he's a second rower, he's very much an attacking sort of second rower. He hits the, hits the line well and he'll score a fair few tries. So I wouldn't be too perturbed. That's still a pretty good score. Well, that's why I buy David Fafita. Now, I'm not saying that Teague's as destructive as David Fafita by any means, but you know he's going to score tries, much the same as Jeremiah Nanai. Teague Wilton is a try scorer, um, so keep an eye on that this weekend. Hopefully, he goes across. Uh, this one, as we say, Combank Stadium, the venue, Parramatta, $1.52 head-to-head. The Sharks, Outsiders, $2.55. Again, the Sharks getting a five-and-a-half-point start, much like the Bunnies did uh, or are getting on uh, Thursday night. Anything else here, Tommy, or we'll push on? Again, like South, I think I'd rather be with the Outsiders than the Sharks. $2.50 plus 5.5 on top sport. Do you agree or do you think Parramatta bounce back here? Yeah, I'm thinking a tight one. I guess uh, Braden Trindle, importantly, wears the 7 as well. We mentioned Nico Hines out and uh, Trindle yeah. could continue to do that for some weeks to come. The goal kicking, it may come down to that. And Trindle, he hit him pretty well on the weekend. <laughs> Uh, as well. Uh, we'll leave that one there and move on to Brisbane and uh, North Queensland. This one, the primetime game, Saturday, uh, rather Friday night, 8 p.m., Suncorp Stadium, the venue. Broncos, narrow favourites here, $1.77, topsport.com.au. The Cowboys, outsiders, $2.05. The line, plus two at this point. I think that probably goes uh, one and a half. I think you'd get more more support there, the Cowboys at the plus. Uh, over under 41 and a half. The Broncos, Reese Walsh is back for them. Uh, Cobo back to the wing. Uh, Jesse Arthur's 18th man with the gun from round one at least. Herbie Farnworth, uh, impressive against the Panthers. 
Uh, would have been a pod selection, but someone now who gets a good run, a buy, is a long way away. Can we get in Herbie this week? Yeah, it's not too late, I don't think. Still only 3% teams at this moment in time. I was actually with him until late last week and I switched to Meany, which I'm not disappointed about. Meany did well as well, but watching Farnworth score twice was a little bit of a kick in the guts, I guess. Uh, he did only score 84 with two tries, though, so not, I thought he might have gone a bit bigger than that. Um, but, yeah, not too late to answer your question. Walsh coming back can only mean good things for the Broncos' attack, and the defence looked awesome the other day, and those sort of front row such 2RF guns that they have in Haas and Carrigan were both excellent too. Yeah, certainly justified the price uh, for the Cowboys. Look, I think they've got an unchanged 17 here that's uh, got the job done over the Raiders narrowly in the end. I want to stick up for my boy Scotty Drinkwater. I know I sacked him pre-game, and you saw a lot of the rhetoric after the game was, oh, you know, Drinkwater's a trap. Uh, two tries, only got 50-odd. I don't care because the way he scored the tries... If Tedesco scores those tries, if Travojevic scores those tries the same way, they're getting the same points. Yes, his base isn't like those other two. He doesn't have the tackle bus. He doesn't have the ca- the carries. But Drinkwater is much like a second 5'8". Or even in, in good ball, he is the 5'8". So, let's put out a stat here. Cowboys in the second half only tackled uh, eight times in the Cowboys' 20-meter zone. Uh, I'm drafting... I'm getting in Scotty Drinkwater for his attack in that 20-meter zone. They just didn't have it. Five-second-half penalties, four errors, uh, rather five-second-half errors, four penalties conceded. The opportunities for him just didn't come. If you are holding drink, sit tight, sit pretty. They will come. He is an elite fullback this year. Do they come this week, though? Because obviously in the first 40 last round, they were excellent, and they look like putting 50 on Canberra. But yeah. the second half... Oh, maybe Canberra got a lot better, but cows were pretty disappointing. I think this is a good game to see where they're at. I know it's only early in the year, but Brisbane didn't look too weak. And yeah. down at uh, Suncorp, I think it's a good test for the likes of Drinkwater and, and Tommy didn't as well. He only got 29, I think. So a few question marks there. Yeah, plenty. And if you if you are holding drink and you, and you are worried about that break-even and the price drops that uh, inevitably will come, then shift him on. There's plenty of options there, up to Latrell, down to even as far as Jermaine Asako, who's going to cop a big price rise as well. Uh, that's my messaging from that game. If I am uh, having a bet at this point, I'm going to take the Cowboys just over even money head-to-head. I'm, I'm pretty happy to be with them. I think they can only be better from what they showed last week. Brisbane will improve as well, but give me the Cowboys here. Yeah, I think before the results last week, Cowboys would have been a lot shorter than 205, so maybe a little bit of an overreaction. Okay, speaking of overreactions, weren't there plenty about the Roosters' performance last weekend? Or maybe they were justified because the Dolphins probably caught them off guard a little bit. Um, to be fair, uh, they come here to this one knowing that they welcome back Joey Manu. That's a massive boost for them because he is such a focal point of their attack. Uh, so too, James Tedesco. Now, are there calls for concern for Teddy? Uh, looked a little bit slow, perhaps. He had a big off-season with the uh, Australian team at the World Cup. He looks maybe a little bit tired but doubt Teddy at your peril because that's when he'll strike. Yeah, I don't really buy into any of this. I've seen a lot of, I'm not saying you say it either, but a lot of people seem to, they're just waiting for him to decline. He's only 30. He's not 34. He's still a good years ahead of him. Yep. It's round one. Roosters were terrible the other day and it wasn't really his fault. The Fords just continually dropping the ball coming out of their own end. He couldn't do much to save that sinking ship. So if you have Teddy, do not... Uh, do not feel the pressure yet to get rid of him, I wouldn't think. Hang tight. They are $1.19, though. Back at home, Allianz Stadium, Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon, 43 p.m. Again, it sets up nicely for them, but $1.19, minus 14.5. I couldn't get on that with your money. No, I'm sick of trusting the Roosters. I think we go back to last year once again, round one, and they really burn us uh, against the Knights when they lost. Uh, what about Joey Manu? What are we doing there? Are we jumping straight into someone at such a high quote, or we want how he goes first. No, I want to have a look. And and to be honest, I'd rather be with Garrick. Like, if you're paying the premium, um, I want to be with Garrick, given what I saw and, and knowing that Tommy's fit. Uh, I think the goal-kicking certainly helps, despite the hard run. Even if the Roosters were to have such a hard run, Joey's not goal-kicking. So, um, yeah, that, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. I, I want to wait and see. And I just don't know how he... I know in the past he's been huge on Supercoach, and I'm sure he will be again, but there's so many cooks in the kitchen at the Roosters at the moment. You know, him, Teddy, both halves are pretty dominant players. Brandon Smith likes to get his hands on the ball. 
how does Joey Marty get involved? I know he'll find a way, but I'm not sure that really helps the Roosters' attack, if you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, you mentioned that name, Brandon Smith, there. How do you feel watching him knowing that we, we sat here and we've we've been off him, really, for the last month and a half? Um, not that we wish anyone Ill, Ill health. He obviously had the HIA, and it wasn't his day, but I think that's what we were expecting from Brandon. We were happy to be against him because we were, were expecting him not to click straight away. No, a new club, and it's not a new position for him, but he has been playing lock for the past five years, so it is sort of a new position. Um, 38 points at 53% ownership. I mean, we're looking good now, but we could easily be sitting here this time next week, and he, he scored a couple of tries against the Warriors team at home. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll check in this time next week on Brandon. We'll probably do the same about Tohu Harris as well because he was so good uh, in that uh, game against Newcastle last week, got through plenty of work and looked to be getting back to somewhere near his uh, 2021, the, the pre-ACL form. Uh, is he someone that we can make ex- exceptions to in a trade boost perhaps and try and shift some cash? It could be downgrading Valentine Holmes or, uh, Brian to- or even some of the halves. Uh, finding ways to get Tohu in in that stack to RF position. If you are spending big, you want them to be scoring plenty of points, and he's got that in his locker. He do. He's such a forgotten man, isn't he? Um, and he reminded us the other night how good he can be. I think he played 80 minutes, which I don't know if that's sustainable for him or not, but if it is, look out. And I think one of the biggest selling points of his is that you look at other two RF guns in Fafida and Murray, likely to play Origin. Tohu will be pretty good during that period. He'll yeah. be playing NRL, obviously some buys here and there, but he won't be sort of having forced layoffs like the others might. Certainly one to keep an eye on. We will be doing that this weekend with uh, Tohu Harris and a couple of those others uh, that we mentioned there as well. Just for what it's worth, the Warriors getting 14.5 over under 44.5. Uh, so expecting some points on a dry deck out there at Allianz Stadium. First game of Rugby League, uh, or at least the first weekend back of Rugby League, New South Wales Cup prior. So a uh, big afternoon of footy out there at Allianz Stadium. Uh, the main game, though, you could say, um, maybe not, but for you and I, it, it will be, the Raiders uh, taking on the Dolphins, this one at a sold-out KO Stadium. Uh, Dolphins, $2.65 outsiders. Maybe a little bit rough given how, uh, what we saw from them last week. Plenty of courage, plenty of confidence, and they'll be buoyed by what looks to be another debut, Mason Teague, named to make his first start off the bench. Unfortunately, at the expense of Ray Stone, who I know you're holding. Yeah, I am. And uh, I was I think he did his knee, or they're saying. I don't know how, to what extent. Hopefully not too bad. But that might account for his low score the other day. Um, but I wouldn't... You're not going to get rid of someone at that price, I don't think, yet. At 234k, Ray Stone. But yeah, Mason Teague looked good in the trial. I thought that he played. I think it was against the Titans. So good to see him get a run. They were great the other day, weren't they? I'm happy to eat humble pie. Um, I didn't think, I didn't give much of a hope. I thought they might keep it within 20, but to go and win pretty convincingly was quite amazing, wasn't it? Look, it took me by surprise. I knew they'd have heart. I knew they'd have courage. The defense was was really good. To only concede 12, even their scramble against, I know Teddy made a half break. Um, yeah, different times. They just have to. They had to find an effort, and, and they did. And we really shouldn't be shocked under Wayne Bennett, uh, Asako, and uh, Hammer. So Tabuai Fido, two of the highest scorers at least the afternoon. Asako, hundred plus. Uh, we we wouldn't have picked that. <laughs> Do we look to go from some of these other cheapies who failed? I think of Warbrick, Cam Pereira. Do we do we find a way to get in Asako at that mid range price? Oh. Maybe I don't know. I kind of want to see him go for one more than uh, one more big score than just round one. Uh, yep. It was great. Him and Hammer both of them look like new players in this new club, but you just want to see it again. I mean, there's been a few false storms with the psycho over his career. I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. So just to wait and see. But hey, if you do get him in and he goes, like you wouldn't be surprised if he does have a big year because he's that sort of player. But I'm I'm probably a bit more cautious, I guess. I think the positive signs was that how much they favoured the right side. Uh, Tessie knew barely touched the ball. So Asako, definitely a focal point in that back line. Keep an eye on that this weekend. I wouldn't be going to him this week. I think hang tight. If he goes huge again, then then you make the exception there. For the Raiders, probably not too much to say besides Joey Tarpane, I know a name that was popular for Canberra last year in Supercoach, particularly the back half of the season. Just wasn't his day against the Cowboys. 
concerningly as well, I think he, I don't think he offloaded the ball. So I don't know if that's an edict this year, just uh, round one, play tight, play conservative. But that was what's made up so much of Tarpane's score back in the last year. No offloads. What do we make of that? Yeah, no, I agree with you. It wasn't what we came to expect at the end of last season, but I wouldn't be too scared yet. He's still got 57 in a game where they were dominated for the most of it, really. So I don't think we can... Like, 57 isn't the worst score ever. Obviously, when you're paying nearly 700 grand, mm. you're probably expecting maybe up towards 70. But I wouldn't be scared yet. I don't think any of the Raiders really put their hand up. Even some of the cheapies that I did like, like Smith Shields didn't do a lot. They're pretty irrelevant in Supercoach, sadly. Mm. Yeah, just on just on that price quickly... Uh, yeah, that's that's that sort of price point where you can look for a Cam Murray or a Fafita, uh, Tohu Harris we mentioned. So there are options there, and unfortunately, uh, just didn't didn't click for Tarpane on uh, last Saturday afternoon. Anyway, uh, good game the Raiders. I think they they came back from eight nil down to make it competitive. So uh, we're looking for much of the same this week against the Dolphins. Uh, last game on Saturday, this one here, uh, the Storm and the Bulldogs. Now. Two sides which struggled. Uh, they weren't anywhere near their best. I think, admittedly, the Storm got the job done in round one in Golden Point. The Bulldogs, they look like a, a New South Wales Cup team, thanks to Turbo. It just didn't uh, click for them. Here, though, Cameron Munster's out. That's a massive blow for the Storm. Huge blow. And I, I started with him, and I was very happy to do that. And he played well the other night. Um, even coming back on after he compound fracture of his finger, and he still comes back on and it's a 65 or a 70, so that was awesome to see. But, yeah, he's gone, they reckon, two to four weeks, two at the absolute minimum. So I think at 800 grand in a position with a lot of guns, 5.8, I think you got to get rid of him. And there's some options there, isn't there, when you think of Dewey, uh, Brimson, um, that bloke from Newcastle. Like, there's plenty of options there that you could probably shift down and, and make some cash even or stockpile some cash. Definitely, like Monster's the most expensive player in the position. So, any move away from him, you're making some money as well. But I think just sitting around for two to three weeks is counterproductive. The fact mm-hmm. that they're up against the Dogs and the Titans the next two weeks is a bit of a kick in the guts when you own Monster because that were the that were the fixtures you circled at the start of the year, thinking he'll go big here. Yeah, I'm licking my lips for Hughes. I'm hoping he can have a bigger impact this week. I'm happy to hold him still. I think he can. Uh, make an impact this week. I'm, I'm happy to be with him. I'm not trading him out yet. Uh, for the Bulldogs, probably not too much to say besides Matty Burton. He he led a lot of owners down. I think 28% owned heading into round one. If you were holding, which I don't think you are, but plenty plenty are, if you're holding is now the time to sell, knowing that you know probably won't score well against the Storm this week. You're just holding on to, to lost hope, potentially. Maybe. I mean, I usually like to give players a week into the season at least. You know, you've, you've, you've brought them in for a reason in the off-season. You've obviously seen something that you like in Matt Burton and you get him in, but it's pretty hard to like the other day, wasn't it? They were terrible. He was really bad. No two ways about it. And I think if you then watch the next day, you watch Adam Dewey mm-hmm. um, pull the strings for the Tigers in the second half, score a try, get around 80 points. How do you justify Burton over Dewey at the moment? Yeah, you probably can't. Uh, you probably can't. If you're holding both, then, yeah, as I say, you, you're probably going to shift on uh, Burton because you come to expect big scores from your 5'8". You obviously went that way with Munster. You got lucky with Dewey. Well, not lucky. I shouldn't say you got lucky. You scored a try. Um, didn't kick overly well. So room for improvement even still there with Adam Dewey. Yeah. Uh, just for, just on Will Warbrick. Now, obviously very uh, popular cheapy. I just want to temper some expectations here. I know he got 30 the other day. I think that's going to be his score. Unless he scores two, three tries. Like, oh, sorry, scores a try. He's not going big unless he scores a hat-trick. Gives me Grant Edison vibes. Um, you even look at Suliasi Vunavalu. Didn't average above 60 in his career besides 2017. He scored 23 tries that year. So Storm's right side. It's just not productive um, would you have your time again? Would you Would you not start with him? I don't know. Just, just saying here, just be careful what you're getting into with Will Warbury. No, look, I understand what you're saying. I mean, there's not a lot of downside in the fact that he's 200K. So really, where do you go from him anyway? He will make some money, but I did play him last week in my 17, and he'll be there again this week. So that's probably 
pushing it a little bit. I mean, that game the other night was very much forward dominated through the middle. It was very wet on the edges. So maybe a little bit of an excuse there. But yeah, I do agree with you. You know, the right side is no help at Melbourne. Melbourne by plenty here for mine. I just think this first game back at home um, weren't at their best last week. They will find a way, even without Munster. I think Wishard comes in. He, he does a job. This is Jerome Hughes's game. I think we see Jerome Hughes run the ball. He, he scores one, at least for mine. I think this is his night. Yeah, I, the dogs would need to improve a hell of a lot in seven days to beat the Storm. Okay, let's move on. Now, uh, Sunday afternoon footy, this one at Leichhardt Oval. Leichhardt two weeks uh, in a row, which is rare. Getting out of their shithole uh, quick here. They don't want to um, hang around too many fixtures. I don't even think they get three a year. They're, they're burning them up round one and two. So let's get the Leichhardt games out of the way before that place falls down. Uh, Appy Corosia, uh named to start. He did come off the bench last week, which I think he did. He was named to start last week as well. So watch for the game day swap there. Sean Bloor, popular cheapy, named amongst the reserves pending his concussion woes. Um, again, I think that's the question for the Tigers. Do we get rid of Bloor now and get, go to a Mason Teague potentially or a Donahue or uh, for the Bulldogs, uh, uh, Jacob Preston or someone else just knowing that Bloor, if he misses this week, then Bateman's back soon enough and... There's just no real upside there to keep him. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see. I'm keeping him for now. He's named to start this week, and Bateman isn't in the squad at all. But uh, HIA protocols, he could be ruled out later in the week. So yeah, if he is with Bateman on the way, you would probably think about someone else before the price rises. Yep. But yeah, give one more chance for him. Hopefully he does get a start this week. What was the go with Coruscant? You sign one of the best hookers in the game, your club captain, Leichhardt Oval, Sunday afternoon, you saw him on the bench. Yeah. Kurt Gidley vibes, wasn't it? Captaining off the bench. That is a very West Tigers thing to do. They are favourites here, though, which sort of shocks me. I don't think Newcastle were horrible against the Warriors. Um, $1.67 here, Tigers, topsport.com.au, the line 2.5, Newcastle 2.20 outsiders, head-to-head, over-under 42.5. Uh, I'd rather be at Newcastle, to be honest. Um, I think there was some upside there. Um, the 5-8 was okay. Uh, laid on a couple of tries. Um, I liked Lachlan Miller. Now, I think yeah. I think he was their best player on the night. The Supercoach score may not have said that, but sitting there, much like I was with Cleary, like I was nervous watching Miller because he's only a half break away from turning you know, two tackle busts into five or six, and suddenly that score of 50 is a score of 80. And that's someone who I want to be playing with sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm probably not in the position to get him or anything at the moment. But even his glimpses last year at Cronulla, you could tell that he looks like a good sort of super coach player. Um, he's going to make some really good runs from the back, tackle busts and whatnot. So I think he's one to watch. Just on Ponga quickly, I know he's your favourite topic of conversation. Who's In the NRL. Yeah, Kalen, the head gear guy. Um, I am strongly considering buying him. I know you're not a fan, mm-hmm. but do you sort of see the merit in the idea? I do, to be fair. I haven't looked a whole heap at their draw. Um, but, again, going back to Burton, he is an easy shift to Ponga. I, I get it. I get it. I wouldn't do it personally. I couldn't sit there and watch him. I just think, <sighs> that first try, come on, man. Sean Johnson, what is he doing? That, wasn't, that was an Oztag attempt at tackle. If any other seven in the league stops Lachlan Fitzgibbon there, Ponga finishes on 50, are we even having this conversation then? We're probably not. But see how he goes this week against the Tigers, then then make your mind up. Yeah, I just think the Munster injury and the Burton performance the other day does sort of open the door to some of these pod players. I know you've got one in Brimson, so you're probably probably happy about that at the moment. But yeah, we'll wait and see with Ponga, I guess. Okay, uh, leave that one there. Finish off the last game of the round. The first time we'll see the Dragons this year. Um, they line up uh, the, the talking news out of their team list, at least. Jack Bird playing 13, eligible uh, in the center wings. So, again, you've got to ask the question, is that someone we want to be playing with? And if he's getting through plenty of work, then uh, you're going to have to consider that. Uh, no Jack to Bellin. Ben Hunt uh, partnered in the half by Jaden Sullivan. So uh, Talatau and Moan, I think, amongst the reserves. Sullivan gets the six. Uh, anything else here for the Dragons? I think the only other real Supercoach-relevant player is Zach Lomax. Um, mm. We want to be maybe playing with him at some point, 
but when? And, and are you happy to go to him straight away, potentially? If you were holding someone, say a Garrick, right? You're not playing this week. Would you shift Garrick to a Lomax? Goal kicking, center wing? I don't know. Probably not. No, look, I don't know. We've probably done podcasts for the last two months, and I don't think we've mentioned Lomax once, really, have we? I guess yeah. a lot of the reason was because Dragons had a buy round one. Yep. So now we can start to look at these Dragons players, but I think his biggest strength, or obviously a big strength of his goal kicking, but how many tries are the Dragons going to score this year? Oh, I don't think that many. So, yeah, I'm happy to play around a lot of these Dragons players, and even Jack Bird, I agree if he stays lock, good option, but yep. Anthony Griffin seems to change his team week to week. So I, there's no stability there. What about the Titans? What do you make of them last week? Fafita was incredible. I think uh, that foreign pass really summed up what we were hoping to see uh, for those holding him anyway. Um, if foreign doesn't play, now he is named to play here, but could be facing up to four weeks out with some, I think it was a PCL, potentially a medial cruciate as well. So he's mm. named, but you'd think he's no chance of playing. If Brimson goes to six, now as a holder, I don't, I don't want Brimson to go to six. Toby Sexton amongst the reserves, I'd prefer that. The Sexton-Boyd halves pairing. Or the simple answer, though, is probably bringing Campbell to play fullback and Brimson back to six, isn't it? I think that's what they're doing, what you said there. Campbell into one, Brimson into six. But, geez, I hope Foran plays because I think they look good with mm. Foran at six. I really do. He he combines so well with Fafita. I love that Fafita was on the left. As an owner of him in both Classic and Draft, it was great to see yeah. uh, him go go pretty big the other night in round one. 17 carries as well for Fafita. So he actually, he was involved. It wasn't just those attacking stats. He was actually sort of getting involved and played 80 minutes. So awesome signs for Fafita owners. Um, but yeah, Foran is so key to this team. And I agree with you. If Brimson's at six for the Titans, I'm not as keen on him at Supercoach, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'd rather him just roaming at the back. 100%. I'm with you there. I I would nearly consider him a sell as soon as this week if he's 5'8". Not that I'm going to do that because obviously Turbo's out, so I need to, to keep these trades, keep the spine moving. Um, but if he goes to 6, I don't like it. I think you look at their draw as well. It doesn't get any easier after this week. You can probably tell me better than I know off the top of my head. I think they have the Storm... Eels and then a buy, or it's something of that kind. It's it just not favourable. By then you're round six. By then you want to be yeah. with uh, two out and out gun fullbacks, or at least a Dewey and a, a Munster potentially if he's back and fit. Yeah, you really kind of need this weekend for the Titans players again because you got Storm next week, then the Cowboys away, then a buy. So you got to try and cash in on some points this week. One guy who didn't cash in at all is uh, Carm Pereira. Five points last week. Uh, I'm not sure how you play eight minutes of footy, win the game, and only get five super coach points. But I guess that's why some of these cheapies, just quickly, Pereira, uh, five, Alamotti, 22, Lumi Lumi, 18, Warbrick, 30, Pele, eight. All these cheapies, um, I guess they showed why they're cheapies. Yeah, hoping for more. And if you drafted him, geez, don't you want your, your pick back? Uh, especially if you went early on him. Um just for what it's worth here, Dragons favourites, topsport.com.au, $1.85, $1.95 the Titans, so pretty close there. Uh, no line uh, with Topsport at the time of recording Tuesday evening. Okay, let's leave that there. We're going to take a quick break, thanks to Topsport, and on the other side we're going to do our team updates, our trading places, and answer your questions as well. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast, proudly brought to you by Topsport. Are you suffering from frequent bouts of bet limititis? Try Topsport. Other providers may significantly limit your bets, causing frustration and angst. Topsport clears that blockage by welcoming big and winning punters, giving you fast, effective relief on those bigger bets. Overcome bet limititis by downloading the Topsport app today. Brought to you by Topsport. Feel the excitement. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website. Yeah, that number on your screen, 1-800-858-858. As we say always, if you are having a punt, do so responsibly. Uh, it's a good time, though, now, Tommy, to check in on the futures markets. We only do this very quickly, but um, this is when we do it. Uh, Topsport.com.au, as we say, they have all the odds uh, on rugby league or racing, AFL, which kicks off in a couple of weeks as well, if you're into that. Uh, we're not. Um, but you can get all of the markets there, as we say, uh, have a punt, check them out. 
The outright winner, the Premiership winner, the Panthers, have drifted $4 to four forty in the space of a week. Um, no real other movement here. The Sharks out slightly as well, uh, 12s to 14. So I guess that's the news that Nico Hines is just, uh, he may be missing up to six weeks now. Yeah, I guess it's a big uh, blow to their top four chances. But if they do make the four, I still think they'll come on from last year's efforts. And I think $14, decent bet for the Sharkies to win it. Cowboys at 10 as well. I mean, I know they only played 40 good minutes the other day, but it was 40 bloody good minutes. Yeah. Biggest movers, I think, at least the wins market. The Dolphins were $1.10. They're $3.70 now. Come on, the Finns. Lift. Uh, they got more wins in them if they played like they did last week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their spirit alone will get them enough wins to not, not come last, I'd imagine. So, yeah, don't know why they were dull 10 to begin with, really. Wayne Bennett isn't a dummy. Uh, anything else here? Make the grand final if, you, if something caught your eye the first week. Maybe it's South Sydney. They were impressive. You know, if they stay fit, they're going to be thereabouts. Can they go one better than the prelims? Uh, $3.50 South. That's probably the bet there for mine. Penrith, $2.25. Not, not a bad play there either, but South's the one you want to be on. Yeah, I'd just shout out probably, I know he's equal favourite, but Ruben Garrick to be top point scorer. Look, yeah. if Tom... Tommy Turbo stays fit. $4.40 Garrick. I know it's short, but it's going to be hard to beat. He scores tries at will, and he doesn't miss many goals. Absolutely. As we say, uh, plenty more markets there. Uh, make the top eight, miss the top eight, make the top four, all of that. You can get on topsport.com.au. Uh, those markets uh, close at kickoff on Thursday night. So... Uh, get in uh, before this weekend kicks off if you want to take uh, most uh, advantage of the value there. Now, Tommy, uh, this is where we do our team updates. Um, before we do our full teams, we're going to do our trading places. Um, something new. Here's a little sting to kick us off. Yeah, wow. Uh, we uh, pl- uh, spent plenty of time putting that together and uh, barely worth it, was it? Um, okay, Tommy, you're going to kick us off here. We're going to do your trading places for round two. Are you even making any moves? Yeah, one move. Um, and I think it's a forced move. I didn't want to get rid of Munster, obviously, but two to four weeks, 800K in a position where there's you know a few decent players. I'm going to move him on. Go on to Caitlin Ponga, your man. Um, did mm. not going to him in round two in any way but I just think he's possibly the best option 530k I make really good money by doing the trade Brimson was my other consideration but I'm just a bit worried if he does uh, play in six and they've also got a hard run coming up so I've gone to Ponga but not too confident about it 45 trades remaining after this one Uh, as you say there stacking some cash $383,000 in the bank and no doubt uh, that'll be spent on either getting Munster back when he's fit or potentially moving to Nico Hines. Now, this is how your team looks. Take us through it top to bottom. Uh, I see your captain there. Where's the number nine? Geez, he was good last week. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm happy to go Harry Grant this week. I don't think there's any obvious captains. So I think uh, Grant, he's probably good for at least a 70 minimum against the Doggies. Sonny Luke, hopefully he gets some... Uh, some more minutes. He's in my sort of res- playing reserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welch and Yutokamanu in my front row. Yutokamanu, 38, was very disappointing, I would have to say. So he's sort of on his last warning. Um, for Fida, Taumalo, Hopgood. I mean, if he didn't have Hopgood last week, he's probably 100% owned now, isn't he? Because mm, you be. need him. Taumalo, only 43 points last week. Very disappointing. Cleary and Dewey. Sam Walker and now Kalen Ponga, so pretty good halves there. Uh, skinny in the back still. Uh, Holmes and me, obviously good players, but then Taruva and Warbrick are both pretty big question marks. And then Teddy uh, at fullback. Uh, beautiful. And holding on to Tommy Turbo there at fullback as well, uh, important to say. And I think you've already said it there, but your reserves. Um, Ponga at 5'8", Sammy Walker at halfback. He played well last week. He looks like he's coming of age. Uh, is that Bloor? I think you've got Yeah, sorry, so Sean Bloor. If he does get the start, I'll keep him as a reserve. He only played about 10 minutes the other day, so it's a bit of a forgive. Absolutely. And then Sonny Luke, obviously banking on more minutes. Mitch Kenny named to start, which is, look, I don't think it's disappointing because, you know, takes a sting out of it. Uh, Sonny Luke comes on. Didn't they look a different team when he was on the field? Oh, absolutely. And he deserved that try. He only played, what, 20 minutes, and he was arguably one of the best players on the night. So, 
look, I wasn't expecting him to see starting this week, but I think yeah. we'll see him a lot earlier. Uh, Rightio, uh, that's your team, 25 Savage. They scored last, uh, scored well last week, I should say, and he's hoping they can do the same uh, this week. Kalen Ponger, please. Um, <laughs> okay, my team, trading places, Fins and Tins. Speaking of the Fins and Tins, I said I was off the beers until the Dolphins won a game. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to be drinking a, a Great Northern on uh, Sunday night. Uh, Tommy Turbo out for me. I'm going to Adam Dewey, just correcting the mistake potentially of leaving him out last week. Now, the way I see it is, is I want four guns playing in my spine every week. So um, if that means trading out Turbo and then later trading him back in, I'm happy to do that because I'm going to shift some others around. I think Brimson, as I say, is on the chopping block. Um, not because of his poor performance the first week. I think he's just going to be hampered uh, if he was to move back to uh, 5.8. So here's my team on your screen here now. Um, is that mine? Is that yours? I'm hoping it's mine. It's mine. Uh, we both captain Harry Grant, hence the confusion there. Uh, Harry Grant, my captain at the top. Look, you get what you pay for with Harry Grant. There was some some talk around that, you know, we got blessed. The Harry Grant owners were blessed that he scored a try. Well, you know what? Harry scores tries. If it's in the fourth minute or in the 84th minute, it doesn't matter. That's why you pay uh, the, the big bucks. Uh, also for me, Reese Robson uh, reserved again at hooker. Look, I think I've spoken plenty about Reese Robson on this uh, podcast uh, in, in other episodes. I'm going to ha- keep him there for as long as he's happy to be there. Uh, full, uh, Sorry, front row forward, Ruben Cotter, much the same. He's not going anywhere. Christian Welch, uh, great score, 67. Um, first game back from that long layoff. You, you can't be disappointed with that. The back row, look, there's some cheapies here, but they outperform themselves, you could say. Uh, Hopgood, the obvious uh, one there. Bryce Cartwright, 59. Uh, winding back the clock, I'm happy with that. Uh, Teague Wilton stays as well. The halves, Jerome Hughes at home against the Dogs. Sign me up. Uh, Sammy Walker, again, uh, reserved at halfback. Tom Dearden uh, staying there at 5'8 for now. Uh, Adam Dewey comes in um, at the expense of Tom Travojevic. As you see, Brimson moves down to fullback. So that's the way I'm going to be playing this. I just need four guns there scoring big scores every week. Yeah, I can't knock that. And I think... Last year, I was up the top for a while in top 500, and that was pretty much doing that, just trying to get big scores every week, get the best sort of four players in those spy positions. But what ended up happening was I ran out of trades. And are you sort of worried about doing what you're doing this week? Are you going to get Turbo back next week? And therefore, you sort of not burnt two trades, but you have used two trades. And uh, is it going to come back and bite you? Well, I think if you look at it in isolation, yes, I've burnt two trades. But if it's for the benefit of the team, and if I'm better off with Turbo for those three weeks as opposed to Brimson for those three weeks, that's just the way I have to look at it. Um, 46 trades to start the season. I think that works out to be an average of about one and a half trades a week. So if you're using one a week just to sort of rotate these spine spots, I'm okay with that. Obviously, injuries will come. Origin will come. The difference this year, though, come rounds 13 to 19, there's plenty of buys, but we only need 13 scores. We don't need 17. So that's the difference for mine this year. Yeah, and you reminded me of that the other night. We're having this discussion, um, and it's a big consideration because we've obviously been chasing, you know, over 13 players in those rounds the past few years. We only need 13 this year probably means less trades during that period. So maybe you can be a little bit more, I guess, not wasteful with your mm-hmm. trades, but you can be more, more adventurous early in the year. Tommy didn't, as I say, hold his spot there. Just 29 last week, uh, wanting more out of him, but much the same as Scotty Drinkwater. The, the game just didn't come to Dearden last week. Hopefully the Cowboys can have better running of it this week. Uh, that goes for Valentine Holmes as well, who uh, scored... Okay, considering um, no tries last week. I think he got a try assist for that Talungi try, which uh, may be lucky. Um, 724k. He needs to justify that price this weekend. Uh, Joey Suali'i, he stays there as well. Um, Just 43 with that try again off a kick, so no line break, no tackle bust for that last week. Taruva and Warbrick uh, in the run-on side. I've benched Alamotti this week. Thought he was poor. Uh, at least no opportunities to score against Manly. I, I think much of the same against the Storm this week. And at fullback, vice-captain James Tedesco. I'm sticking solid with Teddy. And Brimson moves to the back as well. So, look, we need some big scores. Uh, some high-ceiling players there. He's hoping they can hit those ceilings uh, this weekend. 
Yeah, big watch on Teddy this week, isn't it? Uh, I know I've obviously yeah, defended him earlier in the podcast, but big opportunity, you know, home to Warriors Saturday afternoon. We really need probably north of 80, don't we? We do. And uh, Teddy being the player he is, you want to um, bounce back. Obviously, the Roosters, uh, the team he captains, had their pants pulled down. So, um, look, they've got plenty of injuries, but Teddy being the, the captain, the a focal point of their attack. He's hoping that he and the Roosters can click into gear this weekend. Uh, okay, as we say every week, you can check out our final teams on Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, at Supercoach365, Thursday, 7 p.m. That's where you'll get our final list. Or, not that we probably will make mid-round moves this week, but uh, Twitter, Instagram, your place for that, as we saw last week with Tommy Travojevic. Uh Tommy, let's get into this. Uh, top Sport stopping? ads playing. Uh, we've already given them one plug. That's enough. Um, look... <laughs> We're back. Uh, let's get into this. Our listener Q and A's. Um, we love this, and we've opened up the microphone uh, to our Instagram DMs. Hanny uh, was the first in this week, and he had a question about Lockie Miller, a name that's going to be popular, I feel, um, not only this week but in the weeks to come. Hey guys, Hanny here, coach of Under the Radar. Just wanted to ask if Miller is a buy, and also if we get rid of Egan Butcher as well as Tanner Boyd. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Short and sharp. Is Miller a buy? Uh, let's just start there. Is he a buy yet? Not yet, um, but I agree with you. The signs were good. I wouldn't be bringing him as a fullback because I just think, like you said in the previous segment, there's um, you kind of want guns in those positions. I don't know if he's a gun, but CTW, he could be one for the future, a definite pod. And the other question or other uh, names there in the question around Egan Butcher. Look, not his day out, Egan. Um, Sinbin, a couple of drop balls. Felice Kafusi probably got the better of him. Experience just uh, edged out uh, youth and talent there in the end. Is he a sell? Is Tanner Boyd a sell? Two players who probably let down owners last weekend. Yeah, I didn't start with... I, I wouldn't... I don't know. I'm just not a, not a fan of either, really. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say sell. What do you think? Uh Yes. Short and sharp, yes. I think you can go Boyd to Sonny Luke. Um, you're obviously going to yeah. profit more so there. And if, again, if Teague Wilton comes out this weekend and scores again, it's an easy sideways move. Sideways at least for now, but it's obviously going to be better off in the long run going Egan to Teague Wilton. All right, this one here from Natty from the Weekly Rubdown. Just, I've, I've heard this. Um, parental guidance, 13 plus recommended. Hey, boys. Uh, it's Natty from the Weekly Rub down here. Uh, three things. One, Hopgood is walking, talking Viagra. Two, Harry Grant is erotic. Three, I love you. Keep up, keep up the good work, boys. You're the best. <sighs> yeah, a little kiss for us there at the end as well. Um, look, Hopgood equals Viagra. Not a word that I probably would have um, sprung to mind. Walking, talking Viagra. Um, he's offloading Viagra, I'll tell you that. Um, Harry Grant is erotic. Um, look, Natty, I know he loves a beer. It sounded like he had probably one or two before he did this, <laughs> and I respect him for it. Good on him. Um, but Hop Gordon Grant, I guess the, the, the takeaway from that is that they're just guns. Um, is it too early to call Hop a gun? Hop a gun? Well, I mean, if you're pumping out 100 and almost purely base stats, you're a gun. And I love his, 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 his uh, he has so many nicknames, doesn't he? Hop Goat, Hop God. Hop gun, so many things. Viagra now as well. Yeah. Can I just we'll have a little bit of a quick cold shower here just to uh, temper our excitement? How does that go with water. Viagra? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying. Okay, okay. It was every single factor on earth in his favour the other night. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be a bad super catch player. He's obviously going to be great, but I don't think he's getting 100 weekly. This is shooting Bambi. He's the favourite player. He's the talk of the town. and You just want to knock him down a peg, Hopgood. I don't want to, but I don't think we can come to expect ridiculous scores every week. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's set up well. Um, look, if they carry another middle on the bench, I'd, I'd be starting to get a little bit worried. Obviously, Makahisi, Makatoa didn't even get on the field the other night. And for 83, and 83 minutes and 58 seconds, Hopgood was arguably the best player on the field. Not only super coach... But his effort, his involvement, the Eels just went to him every single time. He didn't deserve to be the one that let that try slip through his fingers. Um, just a sour note to end, and he would have been disappointed with that. Definitely. And I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not bagging him out at all. I still you think are. he's going to be good. You're bagging him. I'm not bagging him. 
saying someone's not going to get 100 every week isn't a criticism. It's just reality, sadly. Okay. No, 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 that's fine. I agree with you there. Um, look, what a great start, though. Gallon-like numbers. Um, okay, speaking of some of those other numbers at the other end of the scale, Blake Moore of Blake's Brushworks fame, uh, he asked about the cheapies. So Hopgood, obviously a cheapie, but uh, with plenty of output, not so much those others uh, that he mentions here. Yeah, good day there, Supercoach365. Um, <clears throat> with so many cheapies in a lot of Supercoach teams not performing well at all, are these players you'd keep in just to hope for that price rise or would you get rid of them earlier and just sort of chase points mainly around that centre winger positioning given the multiple cheap options? Also, what's your opinion on Brandon Smith? Do you give him another week against the Warriors or do you get rid of him? Yeah, okay. So questions there around centre wing cheapies. We're thinking Khan Pereira, we're thinking Warbrick, Taruva, Alamotti, Braden Army, all of these names. How long do we give them? They're slow burns. Do we just let them sit there? Look, in the case of a lot of those names there, they're not going to lose money. I don't think you can go below the 200,000. So if they're scoring fives, they're not going to regress too much. But it just means that you're not making cash where you would have anticipated to. No, I mean, five is a special case. That's terrible. They're not going to get fives, hopefully, most weeks. I think you stay pretty patient with them. Just wait until their break even gets to that point where they're not making any more money. I guess the only difference this year is with the buyers, we might have to play some of these players some weeks. Yep. And it's not helping when they're getting 22s, is it? No, Braden Army, I think. Someone who, uh, I don't know his ownership percentage, but he looked decent. He was involved. The left side for the Warriors... He's not bottom dollar, but again, you're getting something out of him. I'm, I'm hoping to see more from him and the Warriors this weekend. Look, if you want to be a part of that nonsense, the VM dribble, find us on a Monday or on a Tuesday. Leave your thoughts, Instagram. Just send us a voice message. You'll probably get on the pod. Um, trying something different this year. Now, as well as that, we're still answering your questions via the DMs. Um, there are plenty here. We're going to pick out the best and try and keep these to 25 words or less. Uh, Carlin Hodges at the back here says, is David Fafita one of the best captaincy options this weekend versus the Dragons? Uh, versus the Dragons. Uh, are you considering Fafita? I know you're not. You're holding him, Tommy, but uh, you're going Harry Grant. It's a very attacking move if you went Fafita. I mean, I'm not against it. Could be a great game against the Dragons. Last game of the round two, so you could probably suss out if you're chasing a big score or not and then maybe make your decision. Yep, just to backtrack um, the other half of Blake's question around Brandon Smith, and there are a couple of questions here about Brandon, so we may as well pick it up from Blake, consolidate a few of these others. Brandon Smith, are you selling him yet? Are you holding him? I'm probably selling. I mean, I think there's... I'd go to Sonny Luke. I know he only got 20 minutes, but surely the signs were there he's getting more, and you're saving a lot of money doing it. Yeah, maybe give Brandon one more week. If you've got him, just give him one more week. If he comes out and scores a double against the Warriors, you're back. Riley Milton, big fan of the show, guys. Keep up the solar work. Cheers, Riley. Uh, he also says here, I've seen Hammer and Asako at the top of the trade-ins. Surely that's a trap. We've spoken about those two particularly. Give him one more week before you buy him. That's my advice. Yeah, I mean, Hammer is pretty cheap. So, I mean, I almost started with him. I wish I did now, but mm. I wouldn't go rushing to them, no. Uh, okay, here, Jai underscore Christy wonders, Trindle deserve the six over Moylan if he continues to play like he did against Souths. Look, whether or not he deserves it or whether he gets it, probably two very different things. We sat here last week and said how involved Moylan is. 41% of the Sharks tries last year, he was involved in them. I don't think they're going to shift Moylan for the sake of having a Trindle-Hines-Halves combination. No, nah, no chance. Moylan is important to that team, as those stats indicate, so there's no chance of that happening. Okay, uh, some other ones here. Uh, EHTJG, is Tohu Harris a must? Uh, no, but he's good, but he's not a must. What's a must? Define a must. Like, <laughs> even Cleary, you would say he's a must. I don't think he's a must. I went around him. Nico Hines probably is a must if he's there. Harry Grant, you and I both have him, but he's not a must. What's a must? Who probably is a isn't must? must so what is must? <laughs> you can win Supercoach many ways, I guess. I do think there'll be a point in the year where Hines is a must, uh, is a must but 
I don't know. Toby Harris isn't a must, no. <laughs> okay. Um, someone who's probably not a must. Someone we may have never even mentioned on this podcast. Uh, Lachlan Ilias. <laughs> Would you move Tanner Boyd to Ilias? No, I wouldn't. Um, again, depending where you're playing Boyd, I'd probably even look at an, uh, a Katoa from the Dolphins. Only 42 points the other day, but he, he is rock bottom. He is going to be there. Ilias, we've seen Ilias. I think we've got a big enough sample size of Ilias to know that last week, probably an exception to the rule. Yeah, um, he only averaged 35 last year with many scores under 25. So I know he went great the other day, but I'd want to see a lot more before I'm going to him on Classic. Delhi six, would you bring in anyone after what you saw in round one? We've just done our trades. Um, some of the names he's mentioned here, Hammer or CNK. We were happy to go around those mid-range CTWs, but that's going to be the main talking point consideration today, tomorrow, before Thursday night, because we can maybe cash out like some of these other mid-rangers, like, well, not mid-rangers, but nearly premiums. Suali'i in my case, or even Brento. Oh, I know a lot have held him. Would you go to CNK or Hammer from those two? I'm so annoyed because I actually had both these guys when I first did my team, and then I got rid of them both for cheaper options. But mm. CNK, I think he, he's very reliable. I mean, at the price, he's always going to deliver a decent score for you. So I couldn't talk you out of either of them. Yeah, CNK is a 50. I know he scored the other day. Um, but again, much like we saw from him at the Raiders all those years, he is a 50. Uh, a couple here. Look, another one talking up uh, David Feeder against the Dragons is Bosco Harris, so it's gaining some momentum. Uh, thoughts there on Joey Manu. Skip back uh, when we did our Roosters preview. We spoke about that. Uh, Rugby League, again, he's back. Um, trade Pele to Davi Moale this week to leave more trade options open next week. Look, he's obviously tra- uh, targeting the Round 3 trade boost, which I think is going to be a popular option. Uh, you probably don't want to tie that up with front row forward cheapies next week when you're trying to shift cash to get in um, you know the guns Pele to Moali this week it could be a popular move Pele only eight the other day like we sat here and said Pele or Tana we well I landed on Pele I wish I didn't yeah what did Moali get sorry I 42, don't have him 42 44 yeah well okay well I mean maybe I didn't realize he went so high Pele getting eight it almost has Fafita vibes from last year. Andrew Fafita, that is. You know, everyone had him. You got 20 every week and kind of screwed your loophole. So maybe Pele is someone you don't want to have, I guess. Yeah, look, if you could only see that last Thursday before lockout, you probably would have went another way. Uh, Bryce89 says here, hot take, boys. The storm bench means solid minutes for Josh King again. Do you think it was a one-week wonder? Well, I'm starting to think not because we saw it time and time again last year when he was playing 13 or prop or whatever it was, big minutes, big motor. Now with no Brandon Smith there to come off the bench and take those minutes through the middle, Josh King, we haven't mentioned him tonight, but is it time we start taking him more serious? We haven't mentioned him since halfway through last year. I remember he was one of the great cheapies of 2022. Uh, He did a great job for everyone, him and Max King last year. But I think Hopgood's performance the other night took the eyes off King, who went big as well. I think he had a try assist, or at least a hand yeah, and a try. But yeah. still, still a great score even without that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think many would own him. So get on him if you like it. I haven't considered just because I've gone very cheap at 2RF, um, like you saw with Hopgood, Cartwright, and Wilton. But if you can make it work, I've I've heard more stupid things on this on this podcast before. Okay, last one here. Dan Sharpie says hold To'o or move on to Garrick after the buy for Manly again. So he's going up, probably using a boost to do it, um, or at least two trades because it's not a straight trade. Uh, To'o just not involved. He just doesn't have the base that he had in 2020 and 2021. Where's it gone? Yeah, and he's still on the right side, isn't he? Yeah. So I don't like him on the right. And Garrick was great science the other day, wasn't he? Um, so I think, he'd, yeah, that's a great move if you can do it to, to Garrick uh, after this round. Even when he doesn't score Garrick, the amount of line break line breaks he gets, it's yeah. just incredible because they all go to turbo. The space is always there. So he doesn't need to score two or three yeah. tries to get two or three line breaks. It just happens. 
year after year, I, I see him, I see his price, and I think, oh, he won't go big this year. And he just does it again, and the same again on Saturday. I don't have him. He makes me look a fool. So I've got to start believing in Garrick, I think. I think you've looked a fool long before Ruben Garrick <laughs> came along. All right, we're going to leave it there. Tommy, another week in the books, but round two, fast approaching. Thursday night footy, it all gets underway. Panther Souths, the grand final rematch of 2021 to kick us off. Yeah, massive game. Big game for Penrith to bounce back. All eyes for me on Kalen Ponger on Sunday. I know you'll love that. I've got my eyes shut. Those watching on YouTube, I'm going to lock my ears as well. Supercoach365, follow us on the socials. That's where you'll get us. Uh, all of the content in the lead up to kick off and across the weekend as well. Good luck with your teams. Tommy, good luck with yours. Uh, he's hoping for some green arrows in round two. If you're here on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, all of that. We'll get back to you before round two. Enjoy your footy this weekend.